0: been thinking about that, and I believe the Lord is going to lead us today to examine our heart and to reveal ways that you and I can fulfill our destiny. That's the title of the message today, Katie, Fulfilling Your Destiny. Fulfilling, appreciate them taping the messages, and uh, anyway, so. You know, it's difficult these days to keep the balance of everything you need to do. Have you noticed that? Family time, work time, devotion time, church time, recreation time, relational time. I mean, you know, it's challenging to keep the balance. But I believe the Lord enables us to keep the balance to fulfill your destiny. And speaking of uh, keeping the balance and priorities, I heard about a couple that bought some land out west. They wanted to start a ranch. And so they bought about 10,000 acres of land. In addition, they bought about 1,000 head of cattle. Well, the daddy wanted to name the ranch Bar Branch Ranch. The wife, uh, mama, wanted to name the ranch Susie Q., The little girl wanted to name the ranch Lazy Y, and the boy wanted to name the the ranch Flying J. Somebody said, well, man, how'd it go? How'd the cattle go? The man said, they couldn't survive the branding, all right? (laughs) All them names on it, and none of the cows survived. I don't know about that, but I know this, fulfilling our God-given destiny. And we're going to go today 7. Now listen, if today you're here and you say, you know, Brother Pastor, I I don't really feel like I'm a man of God or a woman of God. Well, yesterday has gone. By the way, listen to me. Y'all hear me. Aren't you glad that the past does not define us? Oh, no. It might remind us, but it doesn't define us. And I'm telling you today that if you listen to the Holy Spirit of God through the Word of God, I believe the Lord is going to do a great work in your heart today. That's been my prayer all week long. And we're going to see today there are seven ways to fulfill your destiny. And I believe these are uh, ways indeed that we can reach the goal of becoming all that the Lord wants. Hey, by the way, I was talking with a manager just last week up at IHOP. And he told me this, we were talking about time and how time is so short and, and uh, we both concluded to the fact that we've only got one shot at this thing called life, one shot at this thing called life when you're born and when you die and in between is the dash that's represented on the tombstone. Where are you at? I told him, I said, you know what? I've heard it been said that it's like the fourth quarter of a game or a third quarter or halftime maybe two-minute warning I don't know where you're at in this allotted time we're here on earth but I know this I know that the Lord has put in my heart I want to finish faithful amen I want to be everything God wants me to be and time is short therefore we're to redeem the time the days are evil tell me are there some things in your life right here today that you need to rearrange in order to fulfill your God-given destiny We're going to see in a moment this wonderful letter that Paul wrote in prison. In addition to this letter, he wrote the book of Ephesians, Colossians, and Philippians in addition to Philemon. We've looked at this letter before, but the Lord burst some things in my heart here this week that I think will give you a good gauge as to see a way to measure, am I a man of God? Am I a woman of God? Lord, what do you want to change in my life? Lord, what do you want to do different in my life? And We'll see in a moment how uh, if you're a man or a woman of God, then by the way, if you want to be used of God and if you want to have influence with your family, we've got to do things God's way. But God's got a plan for us. Yes, and God's got a purpose for us. And I see him fulfilling it in your life and in my life day by day. If we're going to be a man or woman of God, we need to know. Don't worry about getting these down at the moment, but we need to know, number one, a man or woman of God is going to have faith in the Word of God. Number two, we'll see it not only in Philemon, verse 5a, but we'll see that a man or woman of God is, not only has faith in the God of the Bible, but has a love for the Lord Jesus and a love for all the saints. We'll see that in verse 5b of Philemon. Thirdly, we'll see a man and woman of God lives out their faith by the power of the Holy Spirit. Verse 6 of the book of Philemon. And then, Fourthly, we'll see a man or woman of God refreshes others. We'll see that clearly in verse 7 of the book of Philemon. And then number 5, a man or woman of God will go above and beyond their call of duty. We'll see that very clearly in verse 21 of the book of Philemon. And then number 6, a man or woman of God is going to have the grace to forgive and let bygones be bygones. We'll see it very clearly in the book of Philemon. And uh, verse 18, and then finally number seven, seven ways that you want to jot down, get down in your mind and heart, that you can tell if you're a man or woman of God is by number seven, by practicing the power of prayer. We'll see that very clearly in verse 22. I said all that to lead us to the book of Philemon. Find this little one chapter letter from Paul in your Bibles. Find the book of Philemon and turn there with me, please, as we consider today fulfilling your destiny. Fulfilling your destiny. I was here last night praying till about 10 o'clock and I was thinking and praying and just walking up and down the aisle saying, God bless those people that will be here tomorrow. And the Lord began to speak to me through. Uh, the message as I was reflecting on what the Lord had me to share. And here's some thoughts. Uh, Having favor with God. How many want to have favor with God? I want to have favor with God. And I believe this is very indicative of God's prescription. If you want to have favor with God and favor with men, then if we'll, by the grace of God, respond to what the Lord says to us today, I believe it will give you favor with the Lord. We're looking at the book of Philemon. Again, Paul's in prison in Rome. And here is a dear, dear friend that he writes to. Some things have transpired. Philemon has been done wrong. Somebody did the wrong, but somebody hadn't it made it right. I preached a message on this not long ago, several years ago. But the title was I Owe You. This is a different message. However, it's the same book. I'm glad to tell you the Bible is inexhaustible. Amen. You can preach on this book until Jesus comes again and never say the same thing twice. But here in the book of Philemon, uh, this man named Philemon uh, evidently had a wife named Ophia and had a son named Archippus. We can see that very clearly here in a couple of minutes in verses 1 and 2. And so, but this uh, man named Onesimus had done Philemon wrong. And Paul the apostle is sending a letter to uh, this uh, Uh, evidently influential man who had not been saved very long but had been gloriously converted through the ministry of the Apostle Paul. And so, I want you to please stand to your feet as we read Philemon. And I'll begin reading in verse 1. Philemon, verse 1. Paul, a prisoner of Jesus Christ and Timothy, our brother, under Philemon. One who kisses is the name Philemon. Our dearly beloved... And fellow labor, verse two, and to our beloved Sophia. Many scholars r- suggest that this Sophia was Philemon's wife again. Uh, our beloved Sophia and Archippus again. I'm repeating, reiterating what I mentioned a moment ago that this Archippus was probably a son, in all indication, according to many scholars, of Philemon and Ophia, Our fellow soldier, verse two, and to the church in thy house, grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God making mention of thee always in my prayers. Please underline verse 5. We're coming back to it. 5A and 5B because here it is the first two marks or the first two measurements of a man of God or a woman of God. Notice verse 5. Hearing, Paul said, of thy love and faith which thou hast toward the Lord Jesus and toward all saints, that the communication, the word communication there is translated koinonia, or otherwise uh, fellowship, partnership, Uh, the communication, verse 5, I'm sorry, verse 6, the communication of thy faith may become effectual the word effectual, energia, means energy, may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. For we have great joy and consolation in thy love because the bowels, and that word bowels means the very heart of the saints are refreshed by thee, brother. Let's pause right there and we'll pick up in the text in a moment, Father. We come now in the name of Jesus. Thank you for strength. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for changing our hearts, opening our eyes. And Lord, thank you for saving me. Lord, I know I'm not worthy. I don't deserve it, but I bless you today. And I want to be everything in these days that you've called us to be. And I pray for my dear brothers and sisters here today, knowing that there's many uh, husbands and wives and daddies and mamas and young people. Lord, we're in this old world of ours, but we want to fulfill our purpose, oh God. Whatever time we've got left over, help us to surrender and yield afresh to you and your will and your anointing and your power and break us free from every weight and every sin and every stronghold and generational curses our God that would keep us from running the race and keeping our eyes fixed on you. Thank you for the blood of the Lamb. Thank you for victory in Jesus. And I pray for breakthroughs today. I pray you'll call men, women, boys and girls out of darkness into your light. And Lord, you'll transform us by the power of your Holy Spirit. And your word will speak and you'll give us ears to hear and hearts surrendered and obeying your word. Thank you again for this time together. We yield it to you and pray when all said and done, you'll have the preeminence and the glory because you alone are worthy. Thank you for those that are gathered, even this rain outside to show the importance of worshiping you and growing in your grace and knowledge. I pray special blessings and favor on those, our Lord, that have gone the extra mile. Maybe some don't feel just uh, up to par. I pray God do refresh our hearts and renew our strength and revive our souls. Our God to stay in the battle. And we thank you now again for victory, victory, victory in and through our Lord Jesus And we love you, Lord. Thank you for your love. Oh, God, thank you for your love. Be glorified, we ask now, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. You may be seated. All right, here's where we're going. Do you want to be a man of God or a woman of God? I know this is mighty small, but I'm going to help you with it, okay? Number one, a man of God or woman of God is one who has faith. Faith, F-A-I-T-H, in the God of the Bible, 5.8. Faith in the God of the Bible. Now, this is very vital, beloved. Look at verse 5 again. Hearing of thy love and faith, said Paul to Philemon, thy faith which you have toward the Lord Jesus and to all the saints. Now, listen to me, beloved. Uh, one, a man of God or woman of God, is by one known by having faith in the God of the Bible. Tell me, do you have faith in the God of the Bible? Tell me, things going on around us. Why, it looks like the world's coming apart. Does it not? It looks like things are in chaos. Does it not? I've got news for you. I've got news for you. Hearing of your love and faith, which you have to the Lord Jesus. I've got news for you. The world's not coming apart. It's coming together. God is bringing it together. And I'll just tell you this way. Look at what's going on in our world. Look at the news every day. Globalism and socialism and uh, culturalism and uh, look at the pestilences and the coronavirus is spreading across uh, china look at this even cats have masks nowadays uh, in china Uh, but is this a fulfillment of the word of god what about the gender issues we're going through and what about apostasy And what about some of the other ills of our day? Why, it looks like things are coming apart, does it not? It looks like we're headed to a downward spiral spin. But I came today to tell you that God's still in control, that the Lord's still on His throne, that God knows when one little sparrow falls to the earth and the Lord knows every single hair on our head. God's not asleep in heaven He knows what's going on. He's got his uh, sovereignty ruling and reigning over this whole earth. And I got news for you. Everything's going according to the plan of God. It's not coming apart. It's coming together. And all of this points to what the Lord has revealed in His Word. Namely, that Jesus Christ will step on the clouds of glory one day. You talk about globalism. I'll tell you what's going to happen to climate change. This old world's going up in smoke. Peter refers to that when he says the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens shall pass away with great noise and the earth and the elements therein shall be burned up. We can trust the Word of God. And I'll tell you what, beloved, as you sit there and watch the news unfold before your very eyes, it can give you a heartquake. Do you hear me? A heartquake. We ought to have it right beside us, the lens of the Word of God, and therefore have a biblical worldview rather than a secular worldview. Look what's going on in America. Some of us today would have never dreamed we'd be where we're at as a nation. Righteousness exalts a nation. But sin is a reproach to any people. Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 34. And if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Psalm 11 verse 3. The wicked should be turned into hell. And every nation that forgets God. And that's uh, Psalm chapter 9 and verse 17. Oh yes, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Let's say that together. Blessed is the nation. One more time. I can't hear you. Oh, yes. Blessed Macarius is the nation whose God is the Lord. And you see, mm, speaking of this gender issue, Y'all young people, look at me a moment. Pastor Randy don't know any way to say it. You want to know who you are? I'll tell you who you are and who everybody else is. You are who your birth certificate says you are. Period. Period. It doesn't matter if you want to be this or that gender change we'll stand before a holy God one day as to how we were born in this world it's a sad day when our young people are taking all kinds of medicines and being brainwashed by our culture I've got news for you and see if you agree with me we are losing a generation I said we're losing a generation you take the baby boomer generation, 1946 to 1964. Then you take the generation X from 1965 to 1979. You take the, uh, uh, gen- the millennial generation, 1979 or 80, to, let's see, 1996, And then you take the generation Z from 1997 to 2014. Hey, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out we are slipping and sliding from thus saith the Lord. And there's compromises being made from generation to generation somebody's got to stand in the gap. Somebody's got to sh- wave the flag as a watchman. Somebody in your family needs to say, hey, let God be true and every man a liar. Somebody's got to stop up this, uh, 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 this uh, trend, this washing our young people away. May God help you and me to say, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Well... You take, for example, this gender change, and you take, for example, same-sex marriages. I looked up a particular survey, Pew Research, P-E-W Research. They concluded that, listen to this, in 2004, only 11% of evangelicals, now you know what an evangelical is, don't you? An evangelical is someone who believes the Bible, someone who believes in the living God of heaven. 11, only 11%, only 11%. Believed at, that it was all right to have same sex marriages. But listen, Pew Research did some more in uh, data and investigation. Here's what they concluded. In 2019, do you know what the figures stand, stand now? Instead of being 11%, now it's 29%. Do you hear me? 29% now. Who evangelicals, uh, uh, and that's God fearing God, uh, fearing men, men and women say it's all right for men to marry men and women to marry women who would ever dream would have a man running for a president who's uh, a practicing, uh, professing married to another man or at least a relationship with another man who would ever believe who would be facing these days I'm not just picking on them I'm telling you God calls all men everywhere to repent but look here's the deal from 2004, you know what 11% is, don't you? That's like one out of every 10. You know what 29% is, don't you? It's like almost uh, uh, one out of every four. It's a little bit less than that. Almost one out of every three. We've gone from 2004 to one out of every 10 to 2019. Now it's one out of every, between three and four evangelicals. What's happening? I'm telling you What's happening? Men of God and women of God. God is calling us today. Yes, fulfilling your God-given destiny. Here in this book called Philemon. Philemon had to be a man of God. Philemon had been done wrong. And he had to make it right. Yes, he had to be reconciled with this one who had done him wrong. Am I preaching to anybody today? says, man, I know about this men of God stuff and this women of God stuff, but you don't know what I've been through. You don't know how they treated me. You don't know what I've done. A man of God, a woman of God, will be known by their faith in the Word of God, number two. A man, a woman of God will be known by, what's this, by their love for the Lord Jesus and love for the saints. A man or woman of God we've known has a love for the Lord Jesus and love for the saints. Again, look at verse 5. Every bit bit of this is derived from this. God just spoke to my heart through this wonderful passage. Look at verse 5 again. Paul says, Hearing of thy love to Philemon and faith which thou hast toward the Lord Jesus and toward all the saints. Tell me, do you love the brethren? Tell me, do you love the Lord Jesus? Jesus said it this way, you should love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your being, with everything you are. Can you say you really love God today? Can you say you're really in love with Jesus today? If you are in love with the Lord, I want to tell you this. Y'all listen, God spoke to my heart. Love is measured by obedience. I said to the Lord the other day, I said, Lord Jesus, I know you love me. And somehow, some way, help me to show you that I loved you too. No, I don't have to pay him back. We can't pay him back. But there is a way we can love the Lord. How do I know that? Because not only love the Lord vertically, but love our brothers horizontally. Listen to what uh, John said. John said, He that loveth not knoweth not God. For God is love. For God is love. Say that with me. For God is love. One more time. For God is love. And we love Him because He first loved us. By the way, that's 1 John 4, 8. 1 John chapter 4 and verse 19. We love Him because He first loved us. Oh yes, Jesus said it this way. John 13, 35. He said, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples. If you have love one for another... And then, First John 3, verse 14, John said, we know we pass from death unto life because we love the brethren. In John chapter 15 and verse 13, listen, y'all listen to the words of our Lord. Here's what he said. He said, greater love hath no man than this, than one lay down his life for his friend. Oh, yes, yes. If you love me, you keep my commandments. Don't tell me you love God and you don't obey God. I know you love him, but the real proof of the pudding is to obey God. That's what the Lord is saying. He that hath my commandments, he it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him, and I will manifest myself to him. That's John 14 and verse 21. And so this love for the Lord, and by the way, love for brethren. Do you love your your, uh, brothers and sisters? I know that's a little bit more challenging. I understand it's easier to love people that love us. But God said, here's how you can tell. Here's how you can tell. If you are, if you are a man or woman of God, Paul said, I heard of your faith and your love, which you have towards the Lord Jesus and toward all the saints. Hey, look, we got to learn to love each other. we got to learn to forgive each other. we got to learn to pray for each other. And brother, that's the way you can tell if you're a man of God or a woman of God today by loving each other, praying for each other, and reaching out to each other. No, we're not perfect. No, we're not everything we ought to be. And we're not where we ought to be spiritually. Some are less than others. But this is one way that I believe that God can tell and you can measure, measure it and see. Let's see, do I love the brethren? You've heard me say before, I can't help but to think of it again. To live with the saints above, that'll be glory. But to live with the saints below, that's a different story. All right? Oh, yes. And so, and so God gives us grace to love each other. And Paul said, I know you're genuine, Philemon, because you love Jesus. By the way, real men love Jesus. And don't you be ashamed of the Lord? Are you ashamed of the Lord? you ashamed what people are going to say or think about you? It doesn't matter. Real men love the Lord, and they're not ashamed of saying, Lord, I love you and praise you. Now, I know we have our differences as far as that's concerned, but uh, uh, number two, you can tell if you're a man of God or a woman of God by your love for the Lord Jesus and love for the saints. Maybe today you need to get to the altar and say, God, I've got ill will in my heart towards someone. You know, Philemon went through that. Philemon had to cross that bridge. Philemon had to release, watch this, release that hurt and that pain inflicted by one and transfer that debt to the Lord Jesus. And so thank God, God said you can do it. There's a third way that we're going to find here, a third way. You can tell if you're a man or woman of God, number three, a man or woman of God will live out, live out their faith. In God, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Notice number three. Look at verse six. A man or woman of God will live out their faith by the power of the Holy Spirit. I thought about this. I thought about, Lord, how should I word that? Lord, how should I word that? I looked at verse six, as you're going to look at right now. And I said, Lord, how how can I develop that? There's a lot there, and I'm not sure what all's there. Notice what Paul said to Philemon. He said that the communication, big word right there, of your faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Wait a minute, stop. Look at the word communication. What does it mean? It deserves defining, does it not? What does that mean? What's Paul saying? Your communication. Again, the word for communication is the word koinonia. Say that word with me. Koinonia, say it again. Koinonia. It means fellowship. It means uh, koinonia. It means to partnership. And some translate this that uh, Philemon was sharing his faith. Philemon uh, was living out his faith. He was not a counterfeit. He was not a false pretender. Last week the Lord had me to preach about the prodigal pig and how often we can get in church and we can play the games with God and we can, like I did once upon a time in my life, pretend like I've got a relationship with God, sing the songs, outward profession, no real inward possession. Yes, be religious, but not relationship. Maybe there's somebody you today, deep down inside, there's something void, there's something missing, and it's a relationship with God. That fellowship, that koinonia, And so I can tell if you're a man of God or woman of God, we don't just talk the talk. But God says you're going to live out, not perfection, mind you, but there's a difference in a man of God and a woman of God in this culture versus those who are not men of God and women of God. It doesn't mean we're any better. It means it's all by grace, somebody say amen. Oh, it's all by grace from root to fruit. And therefore we have nothing to glory in or cackle about except for I go there yet by the grace of God. It's God who loved me. It's God who changed me. And it's the Lord who empowers me. Watch this. It's the Lord who pours in. And as he pours in, as I yield as a vessel, he pours in and then we pour out. Maybe you need to get with God today and say, Lord, I'm so full of myself. I'll tell you what, beloved, at times in my life, I thank God there's too much of me and not enough of you. Too much of me and not enough of you. And I thank God for the book and the table and all that, but I want to tell you something, that's all dung. Something you'd flush down the toilet when it comes to knowing Christ and knowing the power of His resurrection. It's about Jesus. It's about walking with the Lord. It's about fellowshipping with Him. And that ought to be our aim. Somebody say, man, that ought to be our goal. David said, one thing have a desire to the Lord that I will seek after. You know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about a relationship with God. One thing have a desire to the Lord. David, you want to be a great preacher? Well, not really. David, you want to be a great king? Uh, that's not my aspiration. David, you want to be a great leader? You are. David said, one thing. Psalm chapter 27 and verse 4. One thing, one thing, one thing have a desire to the Lord that I will seek after. I might dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire to meditate in His temple. Paul put it this way, I want to know Him, Philippians 3.10, and the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His suffering being made conformable unto His death, not that I've already obtained it, I've already become perfect. One thing I do, forgetting what lies behind, reaching forward it lies ahead, I press on toward the goal of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Hey, the real deal. Y'all, y'all hear heard of a man named Josie uh, Canseco? Anybody know who Josie Cansico is? Josie Canseco, if I'm pronouncing the name right, was a professional major league baseball player. And he had a twin brother named Ozzy. Josie Cansico, he uh, went from playing professional baseball to be a professional boxer. Did you hear about it? And at one occasion, J- uh, Josie Cansecos was scheduled to have a boxing match. And they discovered, guess what? It wasn't who showed up for the match, Josie. It was his brother, Ozzy. And at times when he would be writing an autograph, signing an autograph, he'd send his brother out in his place. It wasn't the real Josie. It was, it was his brother, Ozzy. And I got to thinking about that. Isn't that like the Christian life? There's some today that are professing but not possessing. There's a lot of religion out there in our world today. But I'm telling you, God says a man of God is going to be like someone. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of Godly, nor standeth in the way of the sinner, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. His delight is in the law of the Lord. His law doth he meditate both day and night. He'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. Oh, I didn't mean perfection. His leaf does not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. How many want to be a man of God? I'm telling you, to be called uh, a man after God's own heart. And when we stand before Jesus, when we take our last breath, uh, to have the favor of God and have the blessings of God and to hear Lord say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Isn't that going to be worth it all? Isn't that what life's all about? We're pursuing a lot of trivial things in this old life. We're spending our time and spending our wheels on irrelevant things. And every once in a while, God brings us back to His will, to His Word, to His way. Oh, to His blessing. And that's what this is all about. Oh yes, fulfilling your God-given destiny. That leads us to number uh, number four, I believe it is. Number four, a man of God and a woman of God is not only known by their faith in the Lord Jesus, the God of the Bible, love for the Lord Jesus and the saints, and they're living out their faith by the power of the Holy Spirit. Notice number four. A man or woman of God will be one who refreshes the saints. I like this part. Look over in verse 7. Look in verse 7 of Philemon. For we have great joy. Here it is right here. For we have great joy. We have great joy and consolation in thy love. And Paul's saying to Philemon, because the bowels of the saints are refreshed by thee, brother. The bowels, the very heart of God is refreshed. Anybody know what this word refresh means? You know what that word refresh means? Don't you want to be a man of God? Don't you want to be a woman of God? Sure you do. You wouldn't be here if you didn't. I'll tell you what, that word refresh means uh, to rest, cause others to rest in the Lord. Man, I tell you, I want people around me that will refresh me. Amen. I'll tell you what, I love to be around many of you. And I was thinking last night and yesterday in the last couple of days how some of you, man, just refresh us. Can I be honest with you? Can I be honest with you? There's some people that uh, criticize instead of multiply. There's some people that tear you down instead of build you up. Uh, there's some people that speak curses in your life instead of speaking blessings in your life. Oh, yes, there's some people, watch this, they'll put a heavy burden on you instead of helping you bear your burden. Hey, are you a man of God, a woman of God, a man of God, a woman of God? to be known by helping bear burdens. Today, right now, in this place, right now, February the 16th, 2020, uh, there are people carrying burdens, and you could help carry that burden. You could go over and pray with them. You could meet them at the altar and say, Brother, I know you've got a heavy load. Sister, I know you've got a heavy load, but I want to help bear one another's burdens. So fulfill the law of Christ. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 2. Confess your faults one to another. Pray for one another that you might be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. We're talking about spiritual healing. We're talking about emotional healing. We're talking about physical healing. We're talking about relational healing. Oh yes. Tell me, are you a refresher of the saints? Why not today get with God and say, God, I've been the negative person and I've found myself being negative and I found myself being complaining about this instead of helping bear burdens. How about it, daddies? How about it, mama's? Are you finding yourself being negative these days? How about it, husband? How about it, wife? Well, you didn't get me anything for Valentine's Day, bless God. And now you got a bone to pick. Be a refresher, not a tearer down. Oh, you can tell if you're refreshing the saints. You know that Philemon was one who refreshed the saints. He encouraged the saints. Oh, yes, he did. But that's not all. Notice number five, number five. A man of God is not only one who refreshes the saints, but a man of God and a woman of God is one who goes above and beyond the call of duty. Goes above and beyond the call of duty. I love this. Look at verse 21. Don't you love the Bible? Look at verse 21. Here it is. All of this is right here in this particular letter that Paul wrote to Philemon. Look at verse 21. If you're in verse 21, say amen. If you're in verse 21, hold up your Bible. All right, thank you very much. And uh, I know every once in a while somebody won't bring their Bible, but I hope you will, and please uh, make a note of it. But here it is, verse 21. Having confidence in thy obedience, I wrote unto thee, said Paul to Philemon, knowing, watch this, that thou will also do what? Do what? Do more than I say. Paul said, I know you'll do more. I know you'll do more than I say. I know you'll do more than I say, hey, look, he's saying this, a man of God, a woman of God is going to be known, see if you agree with me, by not just getting by. I'm going to start preaching right there for a minute. I'm sorry. Just getting by. The average Christian today just wants to get by. Just, I just do enough to be a Christian. I'm just going to get enough to get by. But oh, Paul said to Philemon, I know you're going to do more. You're going to go above. You're going to go beyond. Oh yes, you're not just going to settle for less than heaven's best. I'm going to preach right now and I know some people have to work and such. But some say, man, I'll just go on Sunday morning. I'll go once a month to church. I'll just do what I have to do. I know some people have to work in that sort of thing. But here is the deal. Are you one that goes above and beyond? What about Wednesday night? What about Sunday night? Hello? Oh, I'll just do what I need to do, just just the basic necessities. Don't, 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 don't I don't want to get too involved now in the security stuff and usher stuff and, and children's church and Iwana's and, and teaching and all that. I just, I just want to get enough. I just want to just do enough. But God says, a man of God, a woman of God, and look here, I want you all to listen to me. Listen to me, because I know what you're thinking. You're thinking what I used to think. Okay, okay, what should my motive be? Should my motive be because the preacher's saying I ought to get involved or is my motive to be because the love of Christ constraineth us? If you want to know, I'll tell you 2 Corinthians 5, 14 and 15, Paul said it this way the love of Christ constraineth us. The word constraineth is the word synecho. It means it motivates us. I realized and I was thinking coming down the road it was raining, it was cold this morning wasn't it? Raining and cold, 42 degrees I was out walking about 6 o'clock this morning. It wasn't raining at that time. And I said, Dear Lord, it's cold and raining today. I thank you for this day. And all of a sudden, I rode by a cow pasture, and there were cows standing out the road. I thought, Dear God, I could have been a cow. Amen. Thank God I wasn't a cow. Anyway, (laughs) but uh, the point being this Jesus went above and beyond for me and you. i said Jesus went above and beyond for me and you. The love of Christ constraineth us because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. And he that died for us, that we, listen, that we should no longer live for ourselves, but for him who loved us and gave himself for us. Can I tell you this way? I see this in the Bible. This isn't Pastor Randy's opinion. Jesus said, if any man wish to follow me, let him do what? Deny himself. And take up his cross how often daily he that loves his life shall lose it whosoever loses his life for my sake shall find it Jesus said it this way in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 10 verse 32 whosoever confessed me before men I'll confess before my father in heaven whoever denies me before men I'll deny before my father in heaven are you a man of God are you a woman of God you can tell if you're a man of God or a woman of God how By your faith in the God of the Bible, by your love for the Lord Jesus and love for all the saints. Every once in a while, we get in each other's hair, but we got to learn to forgive each other. We got to learn to move on. We got to acknowledge when we drop the ball. How many know that Pastor Randy drops the ball uh, here and there? But we've got to, as a team under the Lordship of Christ, say, I want to be a man of God, and I'm not going to fault find and nitpick everybody else. I'm going to assume responsibility. Step up and be a leader, a servant leader. Well, I'll tell you what. Yes, a man of God, a woman of God is known by the living out their faith, by the power of the Holy Spirit, number three. Number four, a man of God, a woman of God is going to be known, uh, not only that, but by refreshing the saints. That's verse number seven. And then number five. Uh, by a man of God or woman of God is known by going the extra mile. Look over in verse number uh, 21 again. You'll do more than enough. Can I ask all a question? Some of you military man, men know this. How many of y'all served in military? Let me see your hand. Brother Curtis, Brother Gary, who else? Y'all know what I'm talking about when I say the unknown tomb. Arlington Cemetery, the unknown tomb. I looked it up yesterday saying, well, what a, uh, it's always been impressive to me. Do you know what the unknown tomb in Arlington Cemetery is all about? I'm not going to go into all the detail other than saying this. April the 6th, 1948 is when these soldiers began guarding the unknown tomb. 24-7, 365 days out of the year. They take a break every 30 minutes during the summertime and someone relieves them. In the wintertime, they serve for an hour long, walking, walking, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days out of the year. You talk about going above and beyond duty. I would to God that God would call us as soldiers. Paul said to Timothy, Timothy, endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ." No man that boreth and tangleth himself with the affairs of this life that it may please him who had called him to be a soldier. We're called to be soldiers. Toughen up, soldier. Stop crying and whining and get in the battle and uh, make a difference while there's time. Be a man of God. Be a woman of God. Oh, yes. Are you willing to go the extra mile? Jesus said, hey, look. He said, if you offer a cup of cold water in my name, it will not go unrewarded. I love the book of Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 10. You know what Hebrews 6, 10 says? Here's what it says. I love this, and every once in a while I'll write it on a card. If I send you a card or send you a text message, here's what it says. God's not unrighteous to forget your labor of love, which you showed to his name. God's not unrighteous to forget your labor of love, which you showed to his name. How many know that God pays back when we serve and love him? How many know that it pays to serve the Lord? How many know that the blessings of God far outweigh our own pleasure and entertainment? The blessings of God. You can't measure that materially. You can't measure that with material blessings. The blessings of God, the peace of God, Oh no! I'm not trying to earn some kind of merit with God. It's Him that's working in me both to will and to do of His good pleasure. Philippians two thirteen. He that begun a good work in us, He will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Philippians one six. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Philippians chapter two and verse twelve. Yes, it's the power of the Holy Spirit that enables me to fulfill my calling. And you as well, if you'll ask God to fill you up today, I need a fresh filling every day. Amen. And so tell me, are you going above and beyond number six? There's a six-way you can tell if you're a man of God or a woman of God. Number six, a man or woman of God, watch this, forgives and let's go. Forgives and let's go. I'm telling you, this is a real acid test when it comes to being a man of God or a woman of God. I've known many who've bombed out. They can't forgive. And it's not very long that the enemy starts uh, playing havoc on them. Neither give place to the devil. Ephesians four twenty six. Be angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. And in Matthew 20, chapter 18, uh, Jesus said um, about that unworthy servant that's been forgiven a debt but didn't forgive his other servant a debt. Jesus said that man will be turned over to the sinners. And he said, so likewise will my heavenly Father do to you if you don't forgive men from your heart. Matthew 18. But look at chapter 1, one chapter, verse 18 of Philemon. Look at verse 18. you got to see it. Paul said, if he hath wronged thee, and that word wronged is in the aorist tense, means past tense. If he's done something in the past, if he's wronged thee or oweth thee aught, put that on my account. If he hath wronged, past tense, aorist tense, wronged thee or oweth, and that word oweth means present tense, put that on my account. Somebody said Paul had a credit card. Ha, <laughs> ha. Paul had a credit card. He's in jail now. He's in prison now. But he says, Hey, don't worry about it, Philemon. Put it on my credit card. It's all right. Did you hear about a man that had a credit card and a thief stole it from him? And somebody said, Are you going to report that credit card? He said, Why should I? The thief's spending less money than my wife. Anyway, hey, Paul said, Put it on my credit card. You know what happened? And Philemon stole from his master. Some say about $40,000. Imagine your truck sitting out in the parking lot and somebody stealing your truck. $40,000, so your guns in your truck, your possessions in your truck. Imagine a thief uh, breaking into your home, ladies, and stealing your diamond rings and your diamond <laughs> and necklaces or whatever you got and, and stealing it. How would you feel? Man, you'd be mad as a hornet. You would say, I'm going to get them back. Well, that's what happened to Philemon, Onesimus, stole from his master, some say a year and a half wage. But praise the Lord, Philemon got a breakthrough. His eyes were open. his heart was quickened, and his life was changed by the gospel. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It's the power of God. Jesus came in, and the devil went out of Philemon. And therefore, he had grace to forgive Onesimus. Now, wait a minute. On the other side, imagine Onesimus. He's got a cloud hanging over him like Guilt. Have you ever sinned and felt guilty? All of us have at times. And Philemon, I need some help, man. I need peace in my heart. I can hear somebody say, hey, Paul's right down there in the prison. He can help you. Who's that man? Paul. Go talk with him. I can see old Onesimus go and say, Paul, uh, you, you don't know what I've been through. You don't know what I've done. Paul says, no, you don't know what I've done. been through. You don't know what I've done. And then I can hear old Paul as he was. Uh, the Holy Spirit of God says, uh, if you'll confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. With a heart man believes unto righteousness, with a mouth confession is made unto salvation. Onesimus says, I'm guilty. I need God to save me. Forgive me. Come, forgive my sin. I trust in your shed blood alone. And at that moment, the Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Onesimus was made a new creature in Christ and then Paul I can see him as he gets that letter he says but wait a minute Onesimus how many know when you get saved you got to go, go and make restitution who you've done wrong hello I said go and make restitution who you've done wrong Paul gets that letter and says here 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 Onesimus take this to Philemon and so Onesimus makes his way over to Philemon's house Philemon and Ophelia Archippus And there, oh yes, Philemon had to forgive. Philemon had to let it go. Bygones be bygones. Tell me, are you sitting here today and saying, man, but you don't know what I've been through. You don't know what I've seen. I want to tell you, if you want to be a man of God or a woman of God, you've got to move on. You've got to let go. Some of you need to get with God today and say, Lord, I choose to forgive. It's a choice. Don't wait for the feeling. It's a choice. We will to forgive. And by the way tomorrow the enemy might try to take ground you just say no in the name of jesus by the blood of the lamb i'm forgiven and i choose to let go and release that debt i wish i could talk more on that but other than saying this a man of god a woman of god and i'm finished number seven is known not only by forgiveness but number seven by the power practicing the power of prayer look at verse 22 and i'm done look at verse 22 in verse 22 but withal prepare me also a lodging said Paul for I trust it through your prayers notice through your prayers Philemon was a man of prayer tell me are you praying these days through your prayers I shall be given unto you are you praying these days are you praying these days who are you praying for these days well what are you praying these days look today right now God is saying are oh, you want to fulfill your destiny do you want to fulfill your destiny? If you want to fulfill your destiny, then, number one, you've got to have faith in the God of the Bible. Do you really have faith in the God of the Bible in spite of all the cultural trends that are going on in our world? Oh, yes, Lord, I'm trusting you. Do you have a love for the Lord and a love for the saints? And then are you living out your faith, not just on Sunday, but Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday, Friday and Saturday? Are you living out your faith? Not perfection, but can others see Jesus in you? And then are you refreshing the saints? Are you one that adds weight or takes it off of somebody? Are you willing to pray for somebody today? Are you willing to help bear a burden today? And then what about, not only that, but what about are you willing to go the extra mile God's calling us, hey, you need to wake up a little early and spend some devotion time with your family. You need to start leading your family in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Hey, you need to start uh, uh, having some uh, devotion time in your marriage a little bit. And you've just got to make time for it. And some of you may be on your business, or your job. You can take some time aside every day. Whatever God's saying to you about that, you know. And then what about going above and beyond, forgiving And then lastly, Lord, I want to be a man of prayer. I want to practice the power of praying. Would you stand to your feet today?